Shut up and sit down. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side podcast. Uh, I am your host, Patrick, and I am joined by, as usual, by Mike. Mike, how's it going? Going all right, buddy. How you doing? Going pretty good, man. It's been actually a while since we recorded. It's uh, been kind of hectic, but I'm glad to be back. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about underrated movies, kind of just talking about how these movies can go, you know, with no one talking about them. And they could be fantastic movies, or they could be, you know, just personal preferences on why we like things versus why other people's maybe don't like it. So that's what we'll be talking about today. So clearly, as usual, what we'll do is movie news. Mike, do you want to go with our first bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of to start this out, uh, first bit of movie news is they're talking about the Doctor Strange 2 movie. Um, I was reading an article uh, about how they're jumping through the multiverse, and it seems to be a pretty common trend uh, recently, like the Spider-Man movies, people were jumping through the multiverse, all that. Um, and then in this case, they have confirmed that a version of Professor X will be in Doctor Strange 2, um, which is pretty cool. And we were kind of discussing uh, how, you know, now that they can actually meld these worlds because Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, um, and now they, you know, they have the X-Men properties. So... They have not confirmed yeah. that it will be James Ca- um, Cavill. James yeah. McAvoy? James McAvoy. Jeez, I don't know why Cavill You did Henry Cavill. That's what it was. <laughs> it was Superman. Yeah, yes, that's what it was. Okay, I was like, I was like why is James Cavill in my head? No, no. So, so James McAvoy, um, they have not been able to, dis- to uh, or no one's been able to find out whether or not it'll be James McAvoy. But um, personally, to me, best best Charles Xavier out of the two. Um, but, um, really, really cool. Uh, I, I would love to see James McAvoy do this, but, um, oh, it's 100%. also cool just to see that they are going through the multiverse. I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to implement the X-Men through with Dr. Strange. Um, and I also just love Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange. Really, really cool. Oh yes. Um, so I'm excited just to see the second iteration of Dr. Strange coming out after all the right. fucking MCU movies and shit. I would like to just see Doctor Strange doing some cool shit. Yeah, I'm a big Benedict Cumberbatch fan just in general. So yeah. pretty much anything he's in, I watch. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that actually will actually go into that when we talk about underrated movies. But he's in one of my top picks. Nice. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm definitely curious as to how they're going to start implementing the X-Men characters into the you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. I don't think they're going to be... I, I honestly don't think they're going to take you know, James McAvoy and, or anyone else from the previous movies. I just kind of think the best move for them would be to start fresh in terms of introducing... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't, because I mean, they've already reset the series or the that like franchise right. before. Um, I just don't uh, for for a grab you uh, type of of uh, cast. Um, I don't see why they would stray away from some major roles like James McAvoy because one, I think he played yeah. the role really really well. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you you got to think like what's going to put fans in the stands kind of thing. Like obviously people are going to watch Benedict Cumberbatch, but how much are they going to enjoy just him with like a 
like a newbie kind of crap version, potentially crap version. Could be a fucking great actor. Who knows? Right. Right. It's potential. It's potential. Potential. I hope it. I hope it would be James McAvoy. But on the other hand, I do think just a fresh start, yeah. so there's no confusion, would be. Uh, would be better. I actually don't have a movie news for this, but talking about James McAvoy just reminded me of this. Okay. So um, there is a trailer that popped up on my phone because my Facebook feed is cool and it doesn't give me any politics or sad news. It only gives me movie shit. So uh, something came up and it was a James McAvoy movie that's going to be coming out on Peacock where he has no script. Really? (laughs) He was given no script. For this movie, Interesting. and like there's a whole there's a whole <laughs> intro about how they made the movie without this script and so on and so forth. So basically, James McAvoy knew. Um, hold on, uh, the it's called oh yeah, the thriller is called My Son, and it's going to be on Peacock. It's interesting. And so he so apparently James McAvoy knew the general plot. General We'd plot have to. is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, of course. So general plot is he and his wife are divorced. They have a son. While the son was at his mom's celebrating a birthday party, the son gets taken. So now James McAvoy is looking for his son. So that's the whole movie. Okay. But he was given no script. Okay. I'm very fucking curious as to how this will work. Well, dude's a really good actor. So I, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love to see. That's, I think that's like a really cool test of somebody's chops. Like that's a, that would be really cool to see. Well, I, I will I will email you the video. Please do. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but, yeah, that was just something that I threw in there. My piece of movie news that I actually had planned uh, is talking about uh, director Gavin O'Connor confirms that the Accountant sequel with Ben Affleck and John Bernthal is happening. Oh, so that's fucking That's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, the, you saw The Accountant. I'm assuming. Hell, yeah, I've seen it <laughs> Probably like 10 Dude, times. I love that it's movie. It's such a great movie. Such a great movie. I cannot wait. The first one was so good. It was. It was, it was excellent. I think it was probably the first Ben Affleck movie I had seen in a long time when it first came out. Because um, I just hadn't <laughs> like, seen wow, him in a bunch of shit. he's actually like a good actor. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. Well, because he took a really long break from acting to direct a lot, right? He was doing a lot of directing. Right. But he was directing while acting, like Argo. He did that. He did both. Well, true. That was a good movie. But um, I I, I had not seen him, I think, in really anything. And to me, Ben Affleck was almost exclusively like a fun slash funny actor. There was almost never anything too serious about his acting. And I'd never certainly Mm -hmm. not really seen him in action shit. So I was just like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Dude, yeah, The Accountant was dope. I love the backstory of that movie. But yeah, um, they are going to be making a sequel. Both those people are involved. Obviously, no release date yet, but the only thing that they say about it is uh, one of them was talking on a podcast saying the deal is done. It's the, the deal is signed. So now we have the green light to start making, you know, number two. So they're going to start writing the script and go from there. So. Yeah, no release date or anything like that. So, but it's cool to know that there's another one coming. Yeah, just don't know how long we'll have to wait. Exactly. All right, your next piece. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> excuse me. My next piece of movie news is talking about the Mandalorian. So, um, you know, yes. it, we've all talked about it. Mandalorian's a great show. Um, obviously, the numbers themselves don't fucking lie. Everybody loves this show. 
Um, however, uh, they kind of released this, hey, the Mandalorian's not coming back after the fourth season. Um, but realistically, what they're doing um, and what they've clarified is that they are, because there was rumored cancellations, they're just changing the name and generally following the same timeline and the same characters, which I don't know what brought about this desire to change the name um, or if it's, you know, maybe from a different perspective or this is all speculation, but maybe from right. following the same character in the same time frame or the same characters, but from a different direct uh, like I'm going to follow the Mandalorian or I'm going to follow these other people or a broad spectrum of people. Um, you know, if it was, if the show was called like the Mandalorian and the child, which kind of sounds like a, a cheesy eighties, like sitcom, hundred percent, like a buddy um, cop movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was called like the Mandalorian and the child and like, obviously the child is going on to train with Luke Skywalker, I can understand the need for the name change. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I guess depending on what they're going to change the name to. And why. I don't. Like, that's what makes right. me. I'm, I'm curious why. Like, there has to be a reason because The Mandalorian, one, short, concise, boom, here it is. Here's your fucking show. Everybody likes it. Everybody knows right. what it is. So there has to be right. a reason that they are changing this notable and, like, everyone knows name. Right? Like, that. It, there must be a reason. It's just weird. Um, and right. then, of course, in the true Disney um, fashion, even with their like MCU movies and everything else, they give it like a weird, fucking stupid like code name. This one is, uh, I believe, the working title is Huckleberry, um, <laughs> which of course is not, you know, it's not going to be that. But uh, it's just, yeah. I, I just that, wonder where that ca- that code came from, Huckleberry. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> who the fuck knows. But I, I, yeah, it's a little confusing why they would change the name, but. That that's pretty mm. much it. Um, obviously, at this point, just just speculation. They're going to finish out the season four um, as the Mandalorian, and then whatever the hell they're doing, um, they're starting shooting for it uh, on September twentieth, according to this. So, um, well, that, that's that would be season three, though, right? Mm, nope. I believe that Ooh. they've already filmed that because they're talking no. about no, no, no. Okay, no, you're right. The third season. So it says. Okay. Um, the third season of The Mandalorian, which has a working title of Huckleberry. Um, oh, so the third would, season is... Okay. Yeah, would start shooting on September 20th. So that's coming up here. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah. Um, so, but they are, they're modifying the name to The Mandalorian um, after season four. So I'm curious to see what it's going to be. Curious to see why the hell, like what reasoning they give. Or if they don't give any reasoning and we can just kind of see some cool shit. Uh, that kind of explains what the change is for. Right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. My next bit. Uh, It looks like this is just kind of a cool story about how things in Hollywood can get done uh, between (laughs) friends. So it looks like, so the title for this article is George Miller cast Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy as Furiosa after seeing an early cut of Last Night in Soho. So Last Night in Soho is a movie by, what the fuck is his name? I actually love this guy, but I forget his Edgar Wright. Thank you. So uh, this is an upcoming Netflix movie from Edgar Wright. Um, and it looks like he showed this movie to George Miller. And George Miller was looking to cast the, uh, sorry, the Mad Max prequel 
with Furiosa, who was played by Charlie Theron. And apparently, George Miller loved Anya Taylor-Joy, her acting method so much that he is like, I'm going to cast her as my Furiosa. Mike, nice. what do you think about that? Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much of an opinion about it because I, I was curious what they would... I was curious who they would pick for that, right? Um, I mm-hmm. think that that's a very cool way to pick somebody casting-wise, right? right? Obviously, it's it's good to have people come in, try out, because you want to make sure you get the right person. But especially if the person who has this vision in their head sees how someone goes through a role um, and how they behave and how they can take on a role. Right. It really tells them and they can say, hey, like, that's who I want. That's the person right fucking there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think that that's a really cool thing about the industry as a whole, where you can kind of see people. Now, obviously, that's not how you're going to find somebody who who's like new and fresh and like never been in a fucking oh, film yeah. before, like how they've done it, you know, seen some cool breakaway roles. But um, at the same time, if you're the person with the vision, right, and you see somebody playing a role and you can go, hey, that's the fucking person I want. I think that's really cool. I think that's a really cool. And, you know, I think it's not a bad choice either, but. Um, oh no, she's fantastic. Yeah, but uh, you know, at the same time, I just, I just think it's as a concept. I think that's a really cool thing that happens in the film industry. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's how you ever tell, uh, you ever hear Bill Burr tell how he got the Mandalorian? Game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how much he's just like, it's yeah, really man, funny. I'm just fucking here. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> John Favreau off in the party's like, you know how much I've shit on Star Wars, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah good time it's good shit it is good shit all right mike you got one more i do um so this is something that we've kind of discussed in the past uh on our quiet place two episode but uh basically they're talking about how um other things that we've discussed uh that quiet the next quiet place movie whether it's called A Quiet Place or, or whatever, right? Just the next iteration in this series of films um, doesn't seem like it's going to be, you know, following this family. It's going to be like an offshoot. Um, mm-hmm. And even with that, you know, John Krasinski will not be directing it, um, which, you know, I trust. Obviously, it's his fucking vision. I trust. I think that he would pick a, somebody who's going to do it justice. Um, but... Uh, I think pretty much a lot of the the original cast doesn't seem like it, they will be either major roles or, you know, in um, this film. But at the same time, this article kind of goes on to talk about, which to me, I think this is good after getting, you know, let's say a palate cleanser from the family that we've been following for the past two films. Mm-hmm. That, that A Quiet Place 3, meaning like a direct succession to this last film isn't really off the table it's just not the direct focus right now right right which yeah. i think is awesome you know I, I i i like that you know number one again john krasinski all i can see is jim from the office but oh, of course the, yeah <laughs> but i i love the fact that he made a really successful film series that was you know, by claimed by really, really talented filmmakers as like innovative and incredible and just like game changing the way, you know, and we've again discussed this, how Stephen King said it was like fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. um, 
but how he does. I mean, because it, it really was incredible. Oh, yeah. No. I, like, again, I never thought Jim from The Office would have that in him. Oh, yeah, dude. And how he made, like, again, it, this is getting a little off topic, like how much we love the fucking movies, but um, how he used, uh, you know, quiet as, like, this huge force in the first one. And then we discussed it, like, how I really enjoyed how he didn't copy himself on the second one. It was a change. Right. And then again, this is just showing it again. He's making another change. So two really successfully good, just well-made films. And then he goes, you know what? We're not doing the same thing again. We're going to do something right. new. And it's it's really fucking cool. I think that that's a, and, and I also think that that might be why he is stepping away from behind the camera so that he can say, I don't want this to seem like the last two movies. I want it to be, obviously, if it's in the same world, same shit's going on, but a different, different thing, a different style. Um, what do you think about this idea? This just popped in my head. So obviously, Marvel is a much bigger entity than well, yeah. a Quiet Place. Oh, shit, like I'm aware yeah. of that right off the bat before I state this idea. Of course, <laughs> but so, but what if they attempted to do like a quiet, like a Quiet Place series set in the same universe, but on Paramount <laughs> Plus? And then have that, like, what, do you think that'd be cooler? This is, I, for me, A Quiet Place is so much more as a film. Um, I don't, yeah, and the reason true. I say that is I don't think that the lore is rich enough right, for it to be a series. Like, Star Wars as a series, there's so much lore mm -hmm. in that world because of fucking hella nerds would write like non-canon books and shit and like everyone was sharing yeah. fanfics and all that just there's so much lore in there uh, and there's a lot of lore in a lot of stories and like with the mcu obviously there's lore all over the fucking place because they're all interconnected but a quiet place like it's the story being so concise and the world it's our world so we know the lore it's just something crazy happened and then since then people have had to be quiet um True. So I, I don't, I, was just I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know that I would enjoy a series because I feel like that would make me start to dislike it because it would be like the same kind of thing over and over. Um, they, I mean, yeah, they wouldn't have to do the same thing, but uh, I don't know. I was just like curious. Yeah, no, that's just, that's just my take on it. I don't, I don't know that I would. Because I kind of feel like it would be weird if you go like a quiet place too, then a quiet place spinoff. And then, oh yeah, remember this family? Quiet Place Three. <laughs> and you never know. You never know if it could be. I mean, because again, the, the the series itself, like the series of films, that it has legs in the way that, right? For me, that because if you release things super close together, it's going to get really old and hacky. But mm -hmm. the fact that they're releasing them at a de decent pace, like uh, away from one another, Quiet mm -hmm. Place One and Two were really good. Switch you know, from this family, which again, you know, this family, the John Krasinski died, um, you know, and then they went through the, a whole bunch of this crazy shit where in the second film where their kind of climax with the whole, you know, hearing device and everything like that, like that kind of ran its course where I think that any introduction with them later on would be kind of like an after the fact. Do you know what I mean? I don't know that it would be too action packed or maybe it would be True. something where 
which this would be cool, I think, is if, like, let's say they had these spinoffs, like uh, one family here, one family over here, and then eventually they merge them. Right. That, I think that might be cool. Um, that might be cool. But I agree. otherwise, I you know, I don't think you're wrong where it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, look at this new family. Look at this new family. Uh, just kidding. You remember this old family that <laughs> their whole story kind of like flushed itself out? We're going to we're going to revisit right. that. True. That'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I can see that. I can yeah. see it. All right. My last piece of movie news is kind of cool. Cobra Kai season five sweeps the leg of doubt ahead of season four. So what that means in English is <laughs> that Netflix has greenlit season five before season four has even officially come out. So we're already we already know we're getting a season five of Cobra Kai. Um, which I love Cobra Kai, and I can't fucking wait. Even though it's getting kind of campy at the moment, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping it fixes itself a little bit. Yeah. But it's fucking fantastic, and I want to see more of it. Fair enough. I never really got into the the Cobra Kai film, or not not film, uh, TV series. Dude, it's so good. I mean, the first I've season. Heard. The first season is so amazing, dude. I've listen. I've heard it's good. Like I've heard it's. It. I definitely have heard that it is, um, like it's enjoyable. I just never. I don't know. For me, every time like I, like would see a trailer for it or whatever, I just kind of go, eh. Like, <laughs> were you a big Karate Kid fan though? Well, I no, not a big one. Like I liked the movie. Okay. I thought it was good. But I was never like, but you know what I want to do this weekend? I want to watch some fucking Karate Kid, bro. Like, I just, you know, it was a good movie. <laughs> like, if it was on, I'd go, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, but the reason why you'll love this, if you decide to watch season one, is that it makes fun of itself in all the right parts, right? Okay. So, like, so like, uh, you know, uh, with Johnny, the bad kid from, Do- from Cobra Kai, is training one of his students, but he's just having him be a janitor and fix shit. <laughs> Like, he's not really teaching him anything. Mm-hmm. Unlike Miyagi-Do, where he makes you do shit, so you kind of, like, learn muscle memory. Mm-hmm. He makes fun of that. Where he's, like, the, the kid's like, hey, any uh, particular way I should be washing these windows? And Johnny just goes, nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty right? funny. I like it's that. It's fucking That's hysterical. <laughs> it makes fun of itself in all the right places, no, so you should watch it. That's pretty good. I mean, you know, we'll see. See if I will or not. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my last bit of movie news, and I believe that was Mike's last bit of movie news. So let's get on to a main topic, which is talking about underrated movies. Uh, Well, I guess we'll just kind of start, go back and forth with what we believe are some of our most underrated, what we consider to be underrated movies. Right. All right. You want me to go first or you want to go? I don't care. Um, I can say that uh, my favorite movie of all time, I think, is an underrated movie um, in, a, in a very, very big way. Uh, so The Count of Monte Cristo, I think, is a massively underrated film. And when I say that, I mean that when I talk about it, no one else knows what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> so I know That's it's true. I know it's underrated. I know the book was very popular for a very long time and uh, there See, I feel see that's where I feel like that gets tricky because you also have a book to fall back on. So even if they don't know the movie you're talking about, everyone has heard that sequence of words, The Count of Monte Cristo. Well, true. Like, I just don't know that. And there was an older film, 
Um, right. I just think that, like, especially the 2003 remake um, with Jim Caviezel and shit, I think that it was massively underrated, especially for its time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, it, to me, the movie, uh, kind of, we've, we've talked about this in the past, but just touch on it, had literally everything in it, right? It has, like, it has fight scenes. It has, that were, that were decently choreographed. I mean, obviously, it's not like fucking MCU superhero fighting, but it's, you know, right. realistic to the time. Um, mm-hmm. But decent fighting, decent humor that's not, like, overbearing. Um, like, a lot of drama and seriousness. Like, revenge stories, fucking murder. Um, you know, like, a lot of, like, almost, like, chess playing where it's, like, really this this strategic, like... The revenge is very strategic, but also fueled with rage and shit. It's just a fucking cool, awesome story. I love that goddamn movie. Um, so is your basis for considering this underrated just the fact that no one has either seen it? Has no no one outside of, like, our circle? No, I mean, legitimately, like, I believe it is an underrated film. Not just our circle of friends. Like, when I was in the Army, right? Like, it's been my favorite movie forever. Um, right. But I know when, that. So when I was in the army, I could mention it to anybody from anywhere and they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Um, and that to me shows that because obviously something came out in 2003, right? We graduated 09. I was in the army 010, or, uh, 2010. Um, you know, people similar to our age, um, maybe a little older even. Um, mm-hmm. And if they didn't know about it. They were around when the movie came out. This is not something where it's like, oh, I've never heard of it because it came out in 1965. Right. Um, this is... And I don't consider that an argument anyway. Correct. But at the same time, like, <laughs> I could I could justifiably see a good film being forgotten because it wasn't a fucking masterpiece classic, right? Like, it films, because so many are made, will fall by the mm-hmm. wayside, right? Right. But, right. like... That's true. It's in this case, right, 2003... That's not an insane amount of time ago for people our age, right? So, you know, we were in middle school in 03, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Yeah, we were in middle school in 03. Um, so m- movies that came out in that time frame, like I still remember other movies that came out in that time frame, and I know other people do too. And like we were talking about how, um, fuck, in mid- Wedding Crashers. You talk about Wedding Crashers, people know what the fuck you're talking about. That came out roughly the same, roughly around the same time. Um, that's true. So that's why I believe it's an underrated film, right? Like it's, it's not many people will know what you're talking about when you bring it up as a film in 2003. Um, and I, I honestly think more people should spend some time and watch it. Obviously it's not everybody's thing, but I do think it was really well done. Right. Okay. That's fair. (laughs) Um, my, one of my favorite underrated movies uh, would be the imitation game. So Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't know, Mike, if you've seen this movie. So I have not. This is about the um, the code, right? Like the the yes. radio code. So I've not. Yes. And, and honestly, the only reason I haven't seen this movie is because every fucking time I get a chance to watch a movie kind of by myself or, or whatever, I fucking forget about this one because it's not easily accessible um, at least not that I remember, because uh, for a while I mean, I it was on, on one of the major. Yeah, for a while it was on Netflix, and I kept seeing it and added. I added it to my list. And I was like, I gotta fucking see this goddamn movie. Um, but I can't remember if they took it off of it or not. Um, but I'm looking. It's it it's. I've seen so many good reviews for that movie. 
Holy shit, it's not available anywhere. Yeah, dog. Dude, and this movie this movie came out in 2014. It's not like that. This movie came out fucking forever ago. Yeah, I've I've been interested in that film, um, but just have not gotten around to watching it. Dude, that's fucked up. Well, anyway, yeah. Well, this kind of forwards my argument of why it's uh, underrated is because you can't fucking watch it anywhere <laughs> unless you go buy it. Apparently, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, dude. That I I. I was truly confused why more people were not talking about this movie when it came out. Right. Because I instantly fell in love. Like, is it an action-packed movie? Of course not. It's it's about code-breaking. It's not too much action going on. Sure, there's some flashes of war scenes, but there's not too much action. They're in, stuck in a room trying to break the code. But just how they went about doing it for this movie, and, and you kind of learn, like... Without these guys, that we would have lost the war, and who knows what the fuck we would would have happened right. if these guys weren't able to break the code. So it's kind of mind-boggling that no one paid it like any attention. And I tried telling people about this movie. I was like, "Dude, you gotta see this movie. You gotta see this movie." <laughs> no one wanted to watch this movie, and I don't know why. Well, to be fair, right <laughs> that, that year. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past came out. Transformers, which all your fuckboy, explodey boys love to watch. Um, uh, Jesus Christ. One of the Hobbit movies came out. The Lego movie came out. Captain America <laughs> Winter Soldier came out. The first Hunger Games okay. came out. And Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And Big Hero 6. So Okay, so there's there was a, a lot, lot of shadow. Yeah, there was a lot of shadow that, that got cast over a film like that, which lends to your point of it being underrated because so much other shit came out around it. Yeah. Do you also think part of this is like just their inability to market correctly? Um, no, because I remember because I also didn't see I didn't see too many trailers for this movie either. Correct. But I I still vividly remember trailers for that movie even though I have not seen the movie because I wanted to see it so bad. And the same thing happened mm. to me recently. Well, not when I say recently. I mean in the grand scheme of things with, uh, like, Dunkirk. I really wanted to see. Have not seen it. Um, mm. And then also the one with... Um, help me out. The guy who played Spider-Man before the current iteration, the one I like. Oh, um, Andrew Garfield? Yeah, so um, Andrew Garfield was in a war movie... Where he was oh, a that doctor. Was that, um, hold on. He was like a priest, wasn't he? No, he was a doctor who refused. Well, not a doctor. He was like a medic who refused to carry a gun. Oh, 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 oh. I'm getting two movies mixed up. But uh, that's the Mel Gibson movie, isn't it? Pretty sure that's the Mel Gibson movie you're referring to. Mel Gibson movie? Yeah. Mm. Am, I, am I getting that wrong? I don't think that's Mel Gibson, dog. I think I mean, it is. if it is... I guess, but... Hold on. I'm trying to find the fucking movie. That's all good. Um, but yeah. So Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, that's what it is. Hacksaw Ridge. Hold on. I'm getting info. Uh, yeah. Mel Gibson. Oh, shit. Racist motherfucker. I mean, he may be racist, yeah. but he can make a film. <laughs> I guess. But that's another one where I just... I didn't get a chance to see it and have not been able to. But that's one of those movies that stood out to me like, I want to fucking see that. But I'm also really into war films. 
That's true. So, I feel like the market for war movies is going down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, because like, now it's maybe all flooded that's with also why the imitation game game didn't do too. I well. agree, but I think that it's flooded with other shit like superhero movies and shit. Like that's that's what took the fucking stage, right? Like war movies, uh, Enemy at the Gate used to be humongous films, right? Mm-hmm. Hunt for Red October, Cold War shit, like. All of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. All of these fucking movies that were front and center for so long have now taken a backseat to shit like The Hobbit or the Lego movie. <laughs> That's so upsetting. Yeah. Well, people just want to be in a fucking <laughs> fantasy world, bro. <laughs> I guess, man. To be fair, though, f- number one grossing film uh, of 2014 was American Sniper. That's pretty cool. True. That's true. Because that's about America. America. And America yeah, and trucks. Um, um. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, a. But that's that's a. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool choice. I do think that it probably should be, you know. It should be a lot bigger of a movie than yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it should definitely be more of like a household 100%. name as, far as films go. Yes. 100%. It should be a lot bigger movie than what it is. Yeah. Um, you got another one? Yeah. Um, so I actually have a, a couple that we can kind of pop back and forth. Um, cause I don't have, okay. I don't have crazy strong opinions about a few of these. I just think that they, more people should know about them. Um, like guns akimbo thought that was really good. Um, and wait, was that the one where Harry Potter yes, had fucking guns yes. bolted to his hands? Yes. <laughs> that movie was fucking awesome. I liked that movie a lot more than I expected to. Like I, thought, I feel like it's fine if I'm like I don't know, inebriated while watching it. I, but I can't ever. I couldn't take it seriously. Well, that's. I mean, he's Harry Potter, but um, <laughs> it was it was way. It better. was a fun movie to watch. Well, I will is, say that it was way better than I thought it was. Like I thought it was gonna be. I I fully expected it to be just like dipshit humor. But it was actually a little bit more. I mean, there was obviously like cringy parts about it, um, but like it. I think I think my favorite part was when he was trying to figure out how to best shoot himself. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's like, "You're gonna fuck that up if you try it that way." Like, <laughs> but I thought that that was. I think that more people should know about that movie and not just be like, "Oh, the guy from Harry Potter's there. Fuck him. I want to watch Harry Potter." Um, but like that one, <laughs> this is Spinal Tap. Definitely, more people should know about that goddamn movie. I feel like that has a cult following. It has a for cult sure. following. It is underrated. <laughs> I feel it has a pretty large cult following. Uh, um, and then one that this one you and I can go back and forth on because I, I feel like this should be on your list. Um, and then I have two more after it, but I'll save those. Kiss, kiss, okay. bang, bang. That actually was not on my list. But it totally is now yeah. because you are 100% correct. It is a correct. massively underrated film and it is oh, dude, fucking amazing. <laughs> so good. I can go back and literally watch. Like, it's one. It's a shame because it's one of those movies I forget about. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just like be scrolling through something and I'm just like, holy fuck, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Dude, yeah. Hell yep. yeah. Like, I don't even have to. You don't even have to ask. You showed me like, that movie. That's what that we're movie putting is on. so goddamn good. The movie made me laugh so fucking hard <laughs> all the time. 
the one-liners in that movie were so fucking they're funny. They're amazing. And, and they're like they're like Val Kilmer was amazing. A lo- like the chemistry between Val Kilmer and uh, Robert, Downey, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. This is back before he was, was clean. Fucking crazy. Still drugged up Robert Downey. Oh, so good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> look in the look in the uh, look at the dictionary for the word idiot. You know what you'll find? Uh, a picture in me. No, the definition <laughs> of the word idiot, which you fucking are. <laughs> The movie is so amazing. Like every everything about that movie, just the back and forth is like their their chemistry in that film made that fucking movie so oh, fucking good. Um, but yeah, that's I I mean I, I'm gonna watch that. Dude, I was considering it. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. Tonight. But I'm just so amazed. It's such a good movie. And I think I I thought about this when you showed it to me. I was like, how the fuck do more people not know about this movie? Dude, I know. And like before it you was, showed it to me, it I was like... it was an indie film. Yeah, it was 05. But it, it came out 05, mm-hmm. again, during that same time frame, like 2003, Count of Monte Cristo. I don't know what the fuck was coming out around this time, but no one fucking... No one heard about this. And actually, so I was... Um, I was reading a little bit because what made me remember it, and I shit you not, is I was looking at just lists of films from different time frames, and I was like, because I even forgot about it. I was like, oh, fuck, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, <laughs> in the article that they were talking about, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, they even said that he was hired to play Iron Man mostly on the strength of his performance in this movie. So Kiss Kiss, oh, 100%. Kiss, Kiss Bang Happy. Bang gave people Iron Man. <laughs> Dude. So they yes. need to fucking kiss, kiss, respect man. that goddamn movie. Dude, they like honestly, it's like if you read the description of the movie, it's it's not that great of a premise. But like the in its execution oh, it's and so its acting, amazing. So amazing. Dude, I gotta show I'm not even certain that Andrea has seen that movie. Like I have to show well, her. Well that's a failure on I your have part. to I forgot about it. <laughs> There's too many goddamn Jess movies out the there. Movie. Jess has seen the movie, uh, and she, while she doesn't admit she loves it, she does like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, here's the thing. I assume my wife would like it because her humor, like, uh, my wife and my's go to, we don't want to think about uh, a movie, but we just want to laugh and, like, we'll put it on, is Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. So like she likes dip she likes one. dipshit movies like she really likes that fucking type of humor and even though that movie has like kind of more like there's some kind of cool shit like uh, oh did you notice that oh did you notice this it's mostly just oh. one liners back and forth that are just really fucking funny nice uh, did you know that he actually wrote the script uh, for Iron Man three the director of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that that's amazing. It's fucking amazing. It is. It is. But Iron Man 3 was the worst Iron Man. I mean, fair enough. So I don't know if that's a good endorsement. Well, it's, here's the thing. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is, he was, is amazing. He, he's good at writing quippy humor, not good at writing oh, yes. an action film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that. Yeah, that movie is so fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, I figured you'd, you'd like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I forgot about Dude, that. Movie yeah, as it's well, so. But yes. I don't know why, but it's so easy to forget. But when you watch it, you're like, "This is one of the best <laughs> movies of all time." <laughs> I don't know why it's that kind of. I don't. Movie, I don't though. get it's, it. It's not explainable. Yeah, because it's, it's so good. Not explainable. 
because until it's brought back to my attention, like my top five movies are all like, you know, Shawshank, Forrest mm-hmm. Gump, you know, Blow, whatever. But until someone brings that up, I'm like, that's my less like that's like my number two. Yeah, it's got it's got to be right up there, dude. It's so fucking good. But yeah, so I thought I thought you'd like to to include that in the underrated movies because oh, that I is definitely. one of the most underrated movies of all fucking time. I yes, that is that definitely takes the cake. I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent um, I think my next bit is not going to be as popular as or as accurate, but. Uh, in terms of stupid comedies, you know me with stupid comedies. I hate most of them. Yeah, I know. Like, I hate anything Will Ferrell's I know, he's so fucking retarded, um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate Anchorman, I hate Ricky Bobby, I hate all that bullshit. However, there is one movie that I love that is within this genre, and it's called Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an excellent and movie. I, it, it is a fantastic movie. It is a funny-ass movie. It is an amazing movie, but I don't feel it gets talked enough about. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. Even even amongst people who are really into that dipshit humor, like mm-hmm. among people who who are like, Oh, I love stepbrothers, I love which you know, me, but like I love stepbrothers, I love fucking, you know, uh like Talladega Nights, I love, you know, all of these like really funny just like they're funny because they're so fucking stupid. Um, you know, sh- movies that walk hard is almost never discussed. And never. the thing is, is it's actually really fucking funny. Like it is very, it is. very funny. Um, the fact that they're, especially if you've seen walk the line, like it's just yeah. so funny how heavily it's parodied in this goddamn yeah. movie. <laughs> you don't want none of this shit. Yeah, you don't want none. I think I want some of that shit. <laughs> Shit. Like it's just such a fucking We're doing cocaine. You, what's cocaine? What's yeah, I think I want to try me some of that cocaine. And then like him trying to like transfer to punk rock, so he's just like la 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 faster, faster, you fucking <laughs> pussy. Like <laughs> just That's like also the thing that was funny. It was musically funny. Yes. If you're a musician, you will find this shit hysterical because in a sense, they're trying to say that he created punk rock. In like the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, it's very because he's like starting his like. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a very it's, so it's a very and there's very so many funny big movie. names in there too. Well, yeah. I mean, it was made big in that names. time frame where um, that guy was acting with Will Ferrell, which, like him or not, huge fucking star. Um, and there's a lot of like yep. weight to be thrown around there. I mean, he wasn't in that movie, but still. Um, what's cr- why do you think him not like Will Ferrell not being part of this movie hurt it? I think it hurt it like as far as being underrated. Yes, but as far as yeah. it being a good movie, no. Right. Yeah, I think people were just like all about Will Ferrell only, and they didn't even like give this movie a chance, which is a shame. Well, I think they liked him. And Will Ferrell as a duo, right? Because you have to remember, like, they were in two really popular movies, which is Talladega Nights together, and they were in Step Brothers mm-hmm. together. So, true. Both of these actors together were like, and people were like, oh, we really, I mean, they did well in the box office. They fucking liked these movies. Um, I love those fucking movies. But the, the, 
him being on his own for this movie. I mean, again, like the the lady who played his mom is actually a well known actress. The guy who plays his dad was a well known actor. Um, was Dude, it Kristen Wiig? J- uh, was, his, was his wife? Was that Kristen Wiig? Um, it was. Uh, it was no. Was it Kristen? Wiig? Yeah, it was uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, his wife. Kristen like, Wiig. yeah, yeah. You're never gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, you're never gonna make it. And like, it's she's like. I'm, she's clearly that's the best part so like the main actor people who haven't seen it the main actor um is clearly in like his 30s and he's like yeah um, me 15 year old dewey cox <laughs> <laughs> and then like his his girlfriend yeah and i'm only 13 and it's like a fucking adult Kristen wig <laughs> It's just so much, just like, but then, like <laughs> dumb. The, do you shit. remember that scene though? Do you remember that scene? They were playing a school dance, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I want to like, hold, hold your hold hand," and everybody's like stripping naked. <laughs> thinking it's like, "This is the devil's music." <laughs> I wrote that song for you. I know you did. <laughs> like, just really fucking stupid ass. Just oh, the movie is so funny. That though. movie is just—it's perfectly in line with all of those other films that are just so dumb that you can't help but just laugh your ass off at them. And that's yes. You know, I think the reason you like it so much is because it didn't have Will Ferrell in it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I don't know what your vendetta. Dude, I think it's Will like you Ferrell see his face and like, his teeth, he, and you're he like, he goes I hate this guy. too hard. He goes too hard listen, for me. He is a man with a craft. <laughs> he go, listen. He goes full retard, and I he don't does. Appreciate he does it. go full. I love it. I love it every I don't time. Appreciate the it. only Will Ferrell movie that I cannot stand is Elf. Like I don't know why I fucking hate that movie. Everybody See, loves that goddamn Anchorman. movie. I can watch Elf, but I, I cannot watch, watch Elf. It, it is to me, it is unwatchable. But yeah, that's um, a that's a good fucking movie. Do you have any uh, others? Uh, you have yeah. one? Um, yeah. You do uh, Dogma, one. I think, is an underrated film. Fuck, I was going to say yeah, that. Yeah, Dogma is a really underrated oh, movie. dude. <laughs> I was totally going to fucking yeah, say that. That was going to be my next one. Yeah, dude, one. Dogma is super yeah. fucking underrated. Um, Dogma is one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. Oh, yeah. And it is the one, like, I've heard people talk more about mall rats and chasing mm-hmm. Amy. I've heard people talk about Dogma. Which is crazy because it has Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in it. <laughs> Which is nuts. Dogma is so good. It is. It's, ve- it's so fucking good. Um, it, like at the beginning where um, uh, uh, Loki or, you know, um, Ben Affleck's partner. Fuck, what the hell's his name? Matt yeah. Damon. Matt Damon convinces a nun to quit the clergy based on uh, what was the cartoon? <laughs> Oh yeah, shit! I can't remember, but yeah, based on like a a um, like a, a I want to say it was like a comic strip cartoon. I want to say it was that too. Yeah, but it's like it is it is so like spit in the face of, and especially when it came out, right? So that was a huge thing for me when Dogma came out. I gotta remember, like people our age when we were little kids, religion was a certainty. Like, not just because we were little, but in that day and age of the United States, if you heard somebody was an atheist, you were like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? Like, how is that even Mm -hmm. possible? Now it's incredibly commonplace. And some would even say potentially more viable, like more um, common, right? Like as, as as opposed to people who are religious. So it's, it is a movie like this to come out at that time was so 
interesting and like holy shit because it's essentially talking mad shit about like the catholic faith um Mm -hmm. but in a really interesting way i mean they're not just shitting on the catholic faith but like they're showing how like silly certain beliefs are like whatever but it, it it was it's very cool to see like oh these fallen angels are doing this and they're gonna find a loophole which means that the whole world will end and it's like oh that's so fucking cool and then of course it has jane silent bob in it so why wouldn't you want to watch it um it it, overall dogma is just a way underrated movie oh 100 percent. and by the way it was alice in wonderland (laughs) (laughs) you convinced the nun to quit the clergy based off alice in wonderland But, like, I'm looking at the whole, like, quote from that mm-hmm. scene, and it's what I've been saying for, like, quite a while regarding this movie. The, the writing is impeccable yeah. in this movie. Like, it's convincing to you as an audience, mem- audience member, like, this is so well written. Yeah. That's actually starting to convince me that what they're saying is true. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Like, even, okay, so even, like, small lines, like, this this one's always stood out to me, right? So they go into, like, the movie um movie uh like corporate office or whatever oh yeah 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 yeah. and he starts killing everybody um uh, matt damon does so he's shooting everybody Uh, he's like this is your sin and he like he goes through all of their sins freaks all of you freaks yeah but like before so before he starts shooting he starts saying like oh man and you did this and you did this and it's just like really fluently just like flowing and really good as a scene and then Mm -hmm. at the very end he's like Hey, you want a piece of gum to like this nice, like innocent girl? And and after he's already shot, yeah, everyone. after he killed everybody else, and he's like, "Hey, you want a piece of gum?" And um, and then she's like, "These guys were animals. You're not." Yeah, like you're them. a pure soul. And then he pulls his gun out. And he's like, "But you didn't say bless you when <laughs> I <say> sneezed," because <laughs> he sneezed right before he started killing everybody. <laughs> and then fucking um, Ben Affleck like basically saves her, being like, "Come on, okay. motherfucker, let's go." But yeah, it's at, like that whole <laughs> scene was really well played out like really well directed really well written um yeah dogma is a massively underrated movie you know what i like about kevin smith movies in general Mm -hmm. is um and i have to remind myself to because i now watch everything with subtitles yeah i have to i have to remind myself to turn that shit off for kevin smith movies because the comedy comes right out of left field oh yeah yeah exactly because you don't want to you don't want to see it ahead of time Right. So like when they're they're like about to get on an elevator and Loki's like, well, the last four days on Earth, if I had a dick, I'd get I go get laid. We can do the next best 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 thing, though. And he's like, what's that? Well, we can kill. people." Yeah. <laughs> and then the woman chokes on like her coffee. She's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's so funny. And, and he looks at her. He goes, oh, not you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, that so fucking good, dude. It's so good. And I mean, I know that like um Team America World Police like made fun of Matt Damon real hard, but Matt Damon is a Matt g- Damon. Matt Damon. Well, he's a fantastic He's a really guy. good actor and like a Ben Affleck is a good actor and like I think that it's really really interesting. He is now. True. True. It did take time. Um Yes. But yeah, so that that one, I mean, there's another. He was not great in Goodwill Hunting at all. He played his role well. I don't I don't know if I agree with you on that. He played like the douchey He played the role well, yeah, well, but, he but played, I think that's, but that's that because it was written how as him. He was. 
Yeah, it was written as him. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't right. want to use that as an example because of like his early. You know what was early poor acting? Uh, Daredevil. Paycheck. Da- Daredevil. Paycheck was pretty bad uh, too. <laughs> Paycheck was Paycheck pretty bad. Was pretty bad. <laughs> See, I actually commend. Uh, I disagree with you on Daredevil. <laughs> I just, I think it was the like the wrong time for that show. For that, I feel movie. like it was the wrong actor, the wrong time, <laughs> the wrong writing. Dude, I. Th- Dude, I honestly think Ben Affleck did a good job as a blind person, both as a blind person and as he just doesn't Daredevil. do action. I do good believe for me. he did a good job. He just doesn't do action good for me. It's not until he did, until he got, <laughs> like I said, right? Like the only exposure to Ben Affleck action I had before the accountant was Daredevil, and it was sad. So I was just like, when I saw the accountant, I was like, this is <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> That's because it was mostly CGI. Yeah, it was in the time when CGI was all new and shit, and they were like, "Fucking check yes. it out." Like I said, I think it was the wrong time for that toy. Yeah, maybe but I do believe he did a good. I, I will say this: I think he did the best with what he was given. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me put it that maybe. way. Maybe is that a fair way to say? Yeah, it? you know, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's okay. That's yes. Fine. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so, so Dogma was pretty much both of ours. Oh, yeah. Dogma was super dope. Uh, so I already said Imitation Game. I already said, well, you said Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Jesus, that was such a good one. Yeah, that's, that is, by and large, I think, like, one of the, if not the most underrated film. That deserves so much more accolades than, like, than it has gotten. Yes, indeed. Um, I do have another Kevin oh. James or Kevin Smith, uh, not Kevin James. Kevin Smith, Kevin yeah, James. not Kevin James. <laughs> no, this isn't. This isn't like whatever, click click boom or whatever the fuck is bang. Whatever the fuck his goddamn movie was when he fought, um, or Paul Blart. Uh, no, Red State. <laughs> yes, Red, Red State, State was, was for an entirely different awesome. reason. Um, Red State was an incredible movie. Like. Like not like not what you would expect from Kevin Smith, right? Where it's like, oh, this is funny. There was not funny in that movie. That movie was just a really fucking well-made movie. Um, yeah. And for obviously people who hadn't seen it, um, Red State is uh, kind of like a play on the Westboro Baptist church people, as well. As, mm-hmm. But like, what if they had? Actually, I believe his quote was, "What if the Westboro Baptist people had guns?" Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it was fucking just an incredible movie. It came out in 2011. Um, but just d- d- an overall way not what I would have expected from Kevin uh, Smith, but just so fucking oh, good. Oh, 100%. So fucking good. The thing I like, actually like about Kevin Smith, because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I actually went on a big Kevin Smith like uh, movie watching spree for the, like this past two nice. weeks. I don't know why. I just did. But there were movies I'd never seen before. Like, I had never seen Chasing Amy. So I decided to try watching Chasing Amy, which wasn't terrible. There were some parts that could have been done better, but it was also the 90s. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Like, I also watched, like, Jersey Girl, which I never watched before. And then I started watching all of his other ones. What I like about Kevin Smith is that he tries to do something new. He always, he's always going to make like the bullshit, silly Jane Silent Bob stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. That's always going to happen. But like, I like the fact that he challenges himself to try new things. Like, uh, 
like uh, Chasing Amy was like a rom-com, which was kind of out of his wheelhouse. Right. Red, Red State is a full-on like action movie, which again is kind of yeah, out like of his serious, wheelhouse. Yeah, like serious thriller action. Yeah, it's really good. Right. And Tusk was a straight-up horror movie, yeah. which is way out of his wheelhouse. So I actually do respect him quite a bit for taking on these like kind of challenges. <laughs> right. But I mean, Red State was so well done. Yeah. You'd think he was doing it for years. Oh, yeah. That's why, um, was it F- Fargo was the Ben Affleck movie? Argo? Uh, uh, no. Which one was Ben Affleck? When he, Argo. Argo. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said Fargo, Argo, Argo. Um, yeah, Argo. He, he got a lot of his cast from Red State. Oh, yeah. Um, did yes. he now? Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, uh, because he liked Red State so much because, um, uh, I remember the story because I, I had watched um, Kevin Smith had a stand up, but it wasn't like a bunch of stand up jokes. It was stories and stuff, kind of like Tom Segura esque, but yeah. a little bit more like uh, this is my life. You know what I mean? Um, and he was telling a story about how he basically would send cuts to uh, Ben Affleck and being like, "Hey, what do you think? Like, what do you like? What do you like? What do you like about this?" And then he basically started like stealing actors after the filming was done. He's like, "I like this actor. I like this actor. This was really good." Um, yeah. And he was yeah. So he started like basically casting his film from Red State, which I think is really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, one hundred. Yeah, which I, I find so I find it like looking over Kevin Smith films. I find it so interesting that there are a number of decent movies in here, um, but like. Uh, only one of them, I think, uh, like everyone would know, and it was so mainstream because it has um, Seth Rogen and Zach and Miri. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So like that one is not. I just un- watched that. Yeah, the that other one's day. not underrated. Everybody knows about that movie. You know what I mean? Like I, it. I just wish that shit like Red State um, and Dogma would be as known. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yes. the shitty part where it's just yeah. Dogma came out in nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> It's a long fucking time mm-hmm. ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's a just a really, really good movie. I I, I do have... Well, I, I wouldn't even... I got one yeah, more. You go ahead, because I don't think my, my last one is technically underrated. I just like it so much, and I think everyone well, else should like it more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- that's kind of how my last one is. So I only, I only say this, and I know this is like kind of a more recent movie. But I feel like no one ever talks about this, and I feel like they should. And that's Doctor Sleep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've I that I think that that was almost um, a byproduct of um ah uh, Jesus the the platform. What do you mean? Didn't Doctor Sleep come out on Prime? No. When, where did, did Doctor Sleep came out in in theaters? Came out in theaters? Yes. What? One hundred percent. Seriously? Yes. I did not know that. It was not a. It was not a straight to. No. I thought it was a prime. It was not a. I legitimately thought it was a prime Ooh. release. Like I'm, I'm not shitting you. I did not know that that Hell came out in no. theaters. No, dude. Oh, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> And I feel like a, that movie doesn't get its due because I've, I've talked to 
many, many people who are who claim to be like huge fans of both the Shining movie and the Shining book. Yet when I ask them about Doctor Sleep, they look at me like a deer in a fucking headlights and they don't know what I'm talking about. Right. And I, and I don't get it because it is actually a very good sequel. Yeah. To come out. So if you're not aware, Doctor Sleep follows The Shining. And it shows a grown-up Danny Torrance, which is played by Ewan fucking McGregor. And it's about him, right. It's about him helping out someone else who also has The Shining. So, like, and it's, I'm not going to, you know, go through the whole movie, but it is fucking fantastic. It is beautifully done. I love the cinematography. The acting is spot on, but I feel no one has ever talked about it. I don't disagree with you, mainly because, I mean, again, I thought it came out directly on fucking Prime. Like, (laughs) legitimately, I thought it came out right on Prime. Because the first time I had ever heard of it, um, before I had ever watched it, was from uh, the the, uh, content creators at Rooster Teeth um, on their their main flagship podcast. They were discussing it at some point because the person who created it is a fan of theirs. And mm-hmm. he added in like a, a an Easter egg thing. It had like a little Ruby. Uh, Ruby is a fucking like weird computer anime thing that they produce that I don't really watch. But um, sure, there's like a little figurine or whatever poster or something that he puts in one of the rooms as like a as like um, a little like hey okay. check it out. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I mean, it is such a fantastic movie, and I mean, I I'm not. Holding it sacrilege here. I like it better than The Shining. Well, I think that there's reasons like, for that, though. Like, The Shining being good is... So, because the medium of film has gotten so advanced and the way that we can portray stories, most movies now are just significantly better than older movies. Like, there's not... It's it's difficult to find a new movie, even a new movie that's mediocre, that doesn't at least appeal to you uh, visually and even to a point storyline wise because you're you're absorbing the story through your eyes um, more than an old movie that was much more well written. Well, you see, the things that do it for me is, first of all, nostalgia plays a huge factor right. on me. Like... So generally anything that can fill me with a good feeling of a nostalgia will instantly win. Um, so by that logic, the, I have a lot of nostalgia surrounding The Shining. I love that movie because it's so expert. It is expertly written. Right. It's a Stanley Kubrick film. And the way it's shot and directed and Jack Nicholson's fucking lines and him going crazy throughout the, ga- the whole entire goddamn movie, fucking love it. Mm-hmm. But literally... <laughs> This movie, The Doctor Sleep, for some reason, and I can't put my head around it, the, the writing is, is on par with nice. uh, The Shining. The acting's amazing, thanks to Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously it does look better. Right. But I still have that nostalgia surrounding The Shining, so that technically should win. But this still beats it. It's I think it's because it, it, it is technically still an homage to that movie anyway. So the nostalgia right. still hits, I bet. That's true. That is that that is true. There when they so um you know the beginning scene of the shining where they're kind of just zooming along the mountainside yes. until they come across the hotel. So they recreate that in Doctor Sleep, but at night. And it's fucking dope. That's sick. And I love That's it. That's sick. 
<laughs> no, that's yeah. I think that that is an underrated movie. Just overall, I mean, as somebody who who likes that type of film, and again, not even knowing that it was released in a fucking movie theater, like not a lot of people, I imagine, will have <clears throat> seen the film. Dude, it's on. It's on HBO Max. Nice. Watch the director's cut. Ooh. Watch the Shining. Watch the director's cut. Dude, you're gonna be like, why? It's a like. I can't believe I wasted my time not watching this. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't. It's a fantastic watch, and I don't know why it's. Like more people ain't <laughs> talking about it. Right. Because I feel like like people got hit by nostalgia hard like I did. I wasn't even around when that movie came out and I still got hit by nostalgia just because my dad watched it around us and I have memories watching it with him. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why more people didn't go out and see this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that is that is odd. Um, especially, well, again, I think that because, and I, I've noticed this more and more now, right, where like you have these huge blockbuster fucking movies that are like and when i say blockbuster movies i mean ones that are like either a part of a huge series or a part of a fucking um like a a a well-known like for instance the lego movie right just as an example that's not part of a huge series (laughs) but when it first came out everyone wanted to go see it because everybody knows fucking legos right everybody knows the lego video games everybody was like oh well fuck it you know that looks like a really silly cool funny Right, movie. Mm-hmm. I want to go watch it. Um, so, all movies now are circulated around well-known things already, and mm-hmm. so well-known and so massive uh, that they essentially drown out a lot of really good quality films that are not just full of action. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's right. a lot of films that are just visually appealing. Like, for instance. I think Avatar is a dog shit movie. I think it's a stupid fucking movie. I think it looks great. Right? It does yeah, look fantastic, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's a bad movie. Agreed. Right? But it's I also, don't understand why there's three more it's coming. It's also like it held the record of like the top grossing film of all time for a long time, did it not? Yeah. yeah. And that was strictly because of the 3D. Yeah. Because it looks that really should, cool. There should be an asterisk next but to it. But that's what I'm saying. Like I feel. You have to, like, that's what I mean by, like, things are advancing so much that, like, people forget about all the films that come out around these films that look cool and they're dog shit movies. Look at every Transformer movie that ever came out. <laughs> Ooh, you, you know what? You have a good point. You know what? We went to see around the time Avatar came out hmm. that I bet a movie nobody remembers. What? It's called Hostage. Yeah, no, I never heard of it. <laughs> With Bruce Willis. I don't think I've ever heard of it. I want hold on, maybe I'm getting the name fucked up. Hold on. But yeah, I mean that's that is a pretty clear like everybody was so f- yeah. fucking yep. dick hard about Avatar and their unobtainium. Yeah, how'd you come up with that name, you fucking <laughs> retard? It's so dumb. It was just the worst fucking thing. Nope, it was a, oh, it looks so cool, so gotta love it. It was dumb, and I hated it. But, like, I hate that that supersedes really excellent films. Um, That is true. There's a movie that I think, so this is the last on my list. I think that a lot of people do know this movie. I just think more people should should watch it more often. It's V for Vendetta. (laughs) 
I'm trying to feel if that I'm trying to see. I wouldn't say that this movie is underrated because more people who I ever talk to about this movie say they've also seen it and like it versus the amount of people who have never heard of it. No, you're not wrong. I was just thinking like that's why it's at the bottom of my list because I was pretty certain it's not underrated at all. But goddamn, more people need to watch it more often. Just like rewatch the movie more frequently. It's an excellent movie. <laughs> Yeah, it has been a while since I've seen yeah, it. I'll be that honest. I almost so bought good. the 4K Steelbook recently. Ugh, fucking, it's worth it, dude. That movie is so fucking good. And it's not just good because it's got you know, what was basically my super long-term fucking Hollywood crush in it. Um, it It is... Who's that? Natalie Portman, dog. Oh, that's Natalie right. Portman in that movie looked hot with no hair. For some reason, I was thinking Miley Cyrus. What the fuck? <laughs> Didn't you say you were attracted? Like you you said she was hot at some point. Yeah, when she turned eighteen. Um, <laughs> 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 and then, <laughs> and then she went in fucking sane. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Natalie Portman looks super hot with no hair, and that to me was like a clear indication that this chick is crazy hot. Um, but in that movie, it was just so fucking. To me, that film is a film where like visually, it's not like really that appealing. It's very gritty, and like a lot of dark scenes. And I don't mean dark like uh, like content. I mean like physically dark scenes. Like there's not a lot of lighting. I think it might be on purpose, but it's just. It's not like a super visually, oh, smash cut, fucking great, you know, visually appealing movie. But the writing in it, mm-hmm. the story in it, everything in the movie is exemplary. Um, yeah. And and again, I mean, if you, if you talk about like... The reason that I would... I, I wouldn't... I would not put it in, in underrated movies. But the reason that I feel like it would lean more towards that than, not, than other films that are as well known is because if you think about like... If, if you ask, hey, man, like, when did you go see, like, the Batman Begins movie? Like, what are your memories from that, right? You can remember, like, what maybe movie theater you went to. You can remember, like, a lot of these things, like, hit real fucking hard, like, uh, with memory. Yeah. You're not going to remember where you saw V for Vendetta, even though it is, to me, a... F- I actually saw it at home. Oh, yeah? I actually do remember when I saw it the first V for Vendetta time. is a better movie than any of those Batman movies to me. Batman was amazing. V for Vendetta. You're talking about the Dark Knight trilogy, right? But V for Vendetta required a lot more finesse and better writing. If you're going about them as movie to movie, like techniques, camera work, script, like plot, I, I, I guess i would agree with you that v for vendetta is a like better movie but because of my connection with not only christopher nolan who directed the dark knight trilogy and batman man i don't even know how you can say that as a fan well i like batman i like those movies (laughs) a lot third one wasn't great but i like those movies a lot um even the third one is is Good. With the cup third face. one is my underrated cup movie. face. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the darkness. The most mocked voice, I? basically, other than Michael Caine's. <laughs> Michael Caine. 
Oh God. I, I'm Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine so fucking much. I like watching Michael Caine he's do an so impression cool. of himself. Because he's like, I don't know where people are getting this from. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, no, that's why V for Vendetta is not really an underrated movie. I just like it so much that people should like it more. Um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> I would say top of the list is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, Even yeah, though it's not I my favorite movie too. of all time. Um, and then for me, right below, it's The Count of Monte Cristo. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I would say, is is as uh, little known about as The Count of Monte Cristo movie. But yeah. it, is, it would appeal to a much broader audience. <laughs> yeah, dude. I Dude, I think people would love it now. Dude, I really yeah, do. I think that they should fucking re-release it. <laughs> dude, could you imagine getting a fucking metal box Blu-ray 4K of that? Oh, dude, I would, th- it'll never no, happen, it won't. but I it won't. It. I wonder if you could find like you a know fucking you special know what's funny? edition. I, you know what's funny though? I, so I recently bought a splurge of Steelbook 4K Blu-rays. Right. I didn't realize that I purchased, I shit you not, three Emily Blunt movies. Yeah, dog, she's a good fucking actress. <laughs> but like, it was completely random because I ordered from two different sites. And so... From one site, I got A Quiet Place Part 2 and Sicario. Okay. And then from another site, I, I ordered Looper. I forgot she was in the first <laughs> fucking movie. Oh, yeah, dude. Sicario is Yeah, badass. I forgot she was in the first one. And speaking of fucking underrated movies, I'm going with Sicario. I'm throwing that on the fucking list. I suppose that is underrated. I feel You're n- not wrong. No one, ha- I have never heard anyone talk about That's Here's the thing. That's way more of like a romance story than the second one was. <laughs> the second one was a lot more murder. Well, this first one wasn't, I mean, the second one wasn't done by the same guy who did the oh, first well, one. There you go. Same director yeah, yeah. or writer. Just the same actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, fair enough. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I don't think you're wrong. But again, that, that kind of goes to show you, I think Sicario 2 is more well-known than Sicario because it's just action-packed killing. Like, people are just... They don't care anymore. <laughs> people don't... Uh, yeah, I think people don't care about art anymore, no. which is kind of Well, they don't care. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty drastic statement. But yes, I think that people don't care about the... Well, dude, everyone... <clears throat> okay. They don't care about the intricacy of, like, the story. They care about, like, the... Does it go bang, bang, pew, 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 awesome? <laughs> that... See, my... My problem is, that, like, if any new fuck today... I feel like I could be like, hey, what's a more beautiful movie? Uh, uh, Avengers Endgame or I'm trying to think of like uh, like a live act. Like what's a fucking beautiful movie? Any Christopher Nolan movie. Put that in there because he uses real scenes and fucking everything. Like they would all say Marvel's Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one. And that's all CGI bullshit. Like, and I'm not saying it's not hard work to create those CGI images. I'm not shitting on people who do CGI. Right. I'm just saying the real scenes in movies where you can tell the landscape is real, everything's real, and even Christopher Nolan movies, which are filmed, like, on actual film, not digital, they have that extra fucking, uh, they have, like, an extraness to them. They, they just look better. But no one gives a shit about, like, that anymore yeah no they generally don't (laughs) i don't know i don't know why because i mean i mean i guess i know why it's because we all have short fucking attention spans and no one's like 
Correct. You just want no the bright, one can sit flashy down and goodness. just. <laughs> that's all you. That's yeah. all people want. I was looking Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You can buy a DVD of it for five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> is it on Blu-ray? Wait, hold on. I'll I don't think Blu-ray. that is I don't think that they sell it on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh Because they discontinued the sale. Hold on, they discontinued the sale of um of the HD DVD in 07. <laughs> Wait, it was on HD DVD. Yeah. Oh, no, you can get it on Amazon. Oh, okay, Blu-ray. you can get it on Blu-ray. Okay, okay, okay. $15. <laughs> you had me $15. Hold on. Should I try my luck for 4K? <gasps> no. <laughs> oh, you can buy it on HD DVD off Amazon for $4. Yeah, dude. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what it is. It's the most absolutely ridiculous bullshit. Yeah, no, but, but yeah, um, it's it's. I would say, as uh, as as a, uh, I'm glad that we can agree on that. I'm glad that we had a couple, couple on here that we could really agree on, like Dogma. Dude, we had two. Yeah, Dogma, Dogma. I put on there pretty fast when I was thinking about movies that were underrated because I remember. So I grew up, I, you know, I didn't have a lot, and like we had, right. we had my at my mom's house, we had like three DVDs, maybe four, um, and. Two that I remember specifically were Dogma, um, mm-hmm. and very ironically, you remember um, in Mr. F's uh, American History class, or not American History? It was like it was American government class freshman year. Yeah, we'd yeah, yeah. always watch uh, My Fellow Americans with the two presidents or two former presidents that would like they they got like stranded oh, somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that DVD at home. And I had seen it mm-hmm. so many times before I went into that classroom. And then he started playing it. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's, oh. this, this, but yeah, that's, that's also a good movie, but not, I wouldn't say too many people need to see that movie. <laughs> no, no, but it, it's still just an amazing movie. Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is amazing. I d- people, people should, everywhere should watch that movie. <laughs> yes. 100% agreed. Yeah. I literally had one pop into my head that I both know that we know is underrated. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pool Hall Junkies. Oh, what a good movie that is. <laughs> That's a good fucking yes. movie. Christopher Walken. Yeah. I mean, come on. And that like young looking Jay Leno yes. guy who I don't even know where the fuck he's been. Uh, he's related he's to somebody been in that. more famous than himself, if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? Yeah. He must look unrecognizable. Paul Junkies. Because I only know him from that movie. Two. No, he's related to somebody far more uh, famous than himself. Oh, I uh, believe. Okay. I totally miss. Didn't hear what you said. Oh no, never mind. I was thinking about somebody else. No, you're you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he. Yeah, Mars Callahan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he sounds like he owns slaves. Um. 2002 <clears throat> this movie came Fucking out. Fucking A. You see uh This movie is so good. As a as a con- controversial last statement for me. You see how uh that uh that old fucker Clint Eastwood won't stop making movies. <laughs> I just thought about it cuz I saw Christopher Walken cuz he's super old. Um uh, oh. Clint Eastwood is making another movie and he's starring in it. And I was like, why the fuck are you still in movies, dude? You're like a thousand. 
Nobody thinks you're like a tough dude anymore. <laughs> like I could dude, fart I'm in your direction gonna... and you'd be fucking gone, dude. <laughs> okay. Did you see the mule? No. Okay. So I thought it was going to be terrible, but it was fantastic only because of how funny it was that a 90 year old Clint Eastwood is, tra- is muling around drugs and fucking hookers every night. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just so out of the realm of believability at this point. And like the next one is called, I think, Cry Macho. And he's like, I used to be a cowboy. And they, your dad had me come get you from Mexico. And I, don't you talk to me like that, young man. But you know when that stopped being good for him? Gran Torino. When- that was when it worked. You know what? Gran Torino was such yeah. a fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what happened after Gran Torino? He got too fucking old to do anything else. <laughs> he needs to stop, right? He's bad. I mean, he can keep directing movies. Yeah, direct him. Stop getting in front of the camera, you old bastard. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear Matt Damon on? Uh, I know this is gonna get a little off topic, but quickly, uh, have, did you see Matt Damon on Hot Ones? Yes, I did. Yes. Oh yeah. Did you, so you yeah, remember he's like, you're talking about Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood like, directing? So him? you don't want me to do that again? So you just want to waste everybody's time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, Bill. Can we try that one more time? Why? You want to waste, so you waste everyone else's time? <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, he's a fantastic director. Yes, I like great the movies director. he's directed. Needs to stay right. away from the lens of the camera. He's yeah. too fucking old. He needs to let so, it go. Okay, so we've gotten way off yeah, topic. Sorry. So I said Pool Hall Junkies. Yes, good movie. So, yes, fantastic movie. So I told Mike about this movie when we were in, like, what, eighth grade? Something I did. Ninth I cannot grade? remember. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I just, I told you, I read you the description on the back of the DVD, and you're like, this movie sounds fucking terrible. But I was like, it's fantastic. You need to trust me. Trust me. Just fucking watch it. So we watched it, and I think right away you were like, this movie's fucking amazing. Um, the script on it is fantastic. It's how I would picture a pool hall actually like sounding like yeah. people trying to hustle and shit. Um, there's some colorful language that I can't repeat on the podcast. Oh, right, yep. <laughs> now that you say yeah. that, it really, yep, it brings it right in. <laughs> There's a whole conversation of when it's okay and not okay to use the N-word and what type of different N-words there are and meaning A and E-R. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's an so, O2 film for sure. Yeah. It, it's definitely so. <laughs> it's an old film. But, I mean, it was so well done that I don't think anyone anyone I showed the, the movie to, anyone who saw that scene, didn't get mad. They were like, this scene is fucking awesome. Yeah. it's It's definitely... It's it's a good fucking movie. Um, it is certainly underrated. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, but, I mean, it's a movie about pool hall junkies and people who, you know, um, uh, hustle and you know do all that type of shit yeah. in pool halls. I don't want to give away the whole fucking thing because it is the plot is generic, but there's just curve. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's the entire definitely thing. a wor- it's a worthwhile watch. Yes, 100%. But yeah. Go watch Pool Hall Junkies. All right, yeah. What'd you say? I just said, yeah. Oh, okay. 
All right. Uh, is that it? Mike? Yeah, man. I, that, that was my list. <laughs> that, all right. That was my list as well. We are done. Thank you so much for listening to Cinema from the Dark Side podcast.